0: Hi, and welcome to the Lighthouse Church podcast where we're diving deeper into God's Word and doing our best to help encourage you in your walk with God. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for joining me on our podcast today where we're going to dive into restoring ourselves, um, God's plan and his blessings for us and his healing and his i mean you know let's go down the list of things and a lot of that is done through worship and thanksgiving and being thankful and we're going to just get right into the scripture today as we talk about this so if you are in need of God to restore you um you've been praying about it you've been thinking you know been thinking a lot about it it's it's something that weighs on you um, you know, you're going to definitely uh, glean from this and I'm um, so thankful to, that you've joined me on this as, uh, as our story uh, today for our podcast comes from Luke 17 verses 11 through 19 and I'm going to read those and you're definitely welcome to grab your Bible or grab your gadget or whatever it is that you're reading from. Verse 11, it says, now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Now, this is Jesus. Now, as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood far off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And so when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he returned and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, give him a thanks, and he was a, um, a Samaritan of all things. So in verse 17, it says, so Jesus answered and said, where were there not ten cleansed? Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? So Jesus answered, you know, and he said that and in verse 18, he says, were there not any found return to give glory to God except this foreigner remember he's a Samaritan and he said to him arise go your way your faith has made you well now this is interesting because Jesus healed the ten but only one of them he made well now that's something I think we can dive into a little bit today and so here you have these ten that are dealing with the same disease uh, the pain the suffering most likely death there was no cure for this disease there were uh, outcasts Um, these guys were complete outcasts from public places from their own families they would have probably lived on the outskirts of town like in a uh, homeless population type thing Uh, not a lot of hope with these guys at all I mean they're not bringing anything any hope to the table they have nothing to look forward to they have distorted faces and body uh, bodies and their body parts are even falling off probably because the disease would begin to break down the bones and then rot them, which would result in breaking off uh, parts of their body. And so these leopards would have lived, you know, completely sheltered because nobody wanted anything to do with them because uh, they didn't want what they had. And so uh, when Jesus comes strolling through town, I mean, you kind of picture this like uh, these 10 zombies almost, you know, that are coming toward him and Jesus handled it so well. But here's what he said. He he told them, he said, the first thing he says, I want you to go see the priest. Or in other words, I want you to get your butt in church. I mean, you know, now we say, yeah, well, there's not any, you know, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. I want to." And you know, you're, you're right. Uh, but there's a couple of things I want you to see in this. There's great power in assembling yourselves with other people and putting yourselves in a position where other people can minister to you. That's number one. And that you can minister to them. But number two, and I think even more of the point here is that Uh, God will sometimes, maybe if not all the time, kind of give you this, um, you you know, here's faith, okay? I'm going to tell you you're going to be healed, but you got to do this. And so as you begin to walk, now, interesting enough in the story, I kind of get the vibe that as they went, it even says that as they went, they were healed. So it was important that they Obeyed, they stepped out on faith, they believed what he said, and they started going and in the process of them going and obedience, they were healed, they were you know so that 's interesting to to look into now i don 't know all the answers here, I think scripture is amazing that there's so much that we uh, don 't know there's so much that we can dig into, and there's so much that our imagination can do it 's so amazing so Scripture says, though they were healed as they went, not all at once, but each step they took toward where Jesus had told them to go, they were healed. Now, based on the rest of the Scripture, I personally believe that these guys were healed of the disease, and they would have known it because they would feel different. But I don't know for sure that they were completely whole as far as their body parts back in place, things of that nature. You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. I kind of get the feeling. That they were healed of the disease to so that it would no longer cause them any issues, but that maybe they still had missing body parts, maybe they still had you know the physical evidence of it, whatever it may be. but in the, in the, in the excitement, you can imagine the excitement of being healed, and now you're going to be able to go back to work. Now you're going to be able to go back to your family, now you're going to be able to go back to a normal uh, lifestyle. And the excitement most of them probably were so excited about it that they, they you know they went home to tell their loved ones they went to see somebody that they really cared about and somebody that they missed and, and you know were really excited about it. and that's understandable and nine out of ten of them probably went that way but there was that one and that's you today um, you're the one and I know somebody might have told you that before but don't you listen to me you are the one I am the one the one okay Matthew 8 speaks of another man that come and knelt and worshiped Jesus and you know you think about what leprosy looks like and how uh, distraught that is and here's this former leper come back to worship as well in Matthew 8 and the lepers in Matthew 8 and Luke 17 both show us the power of worship when worship isn't about what God has done for us, but about who God is. And so if you're praying for restoration and you're praying for complete wholeness and healing, then maybe the goal here should not be so much about on you or myself or whomever, but the goal should be to just thank God for who he is uh, because he's so good and he is faithful. So just because sometimes life is bad and it seems that every part of it is bad, there's nothing um, and that there's nothing good to be praising God about. That's when we need to do it more than any. That's when we praise him for who he is, not for what he's done. Sometimes we need to worship like that. And one of those, um, you know, even if you don't, I'm still going to worship you. Even if you don't answer my prayer the way that I think you should, God, I'm still going to worship you and, um, because I, I love you. And so um, one of them, it says in scripture that we read there, when he saw he was healed, he came back. And so as far as we know, before he went to see anyone else, he came back uh, and and praising God in a loud voice, he threw himself at the feet of Jesus and thanked them. And of course, he was a Samaritan and Jesus went through the questions, you know, I didn't heal 10 and you're the only one that came back. And then he leaves him with that. He said, now you go because your faith has made you well. I mean this guy went to a whole nother level than the rest of them you just think about it all of them had that opportunity but only one of them actually took that opportunity to be made completely restored completely whole and that's you today so here's the power of worship worship God for who he is not what he's done this man experienced being made whole through worship and he he got his nose back i believe he got his fingers back he got his twisted body's parts back he got his dog back he got his car back he got his wife back it's everything that a country song would be if you turned it around right so many of us have lost so much but when you begin to worship god says this is how you get all your losses back worship for who i am and people see you and and they don't get it. I mean, you might be in church. You might be out somewhere. You might be in your car at a red light and you're worshiping and people don't get it. They think you've lost your mind, that you're crazy. Truth is, you may have. You know, if you're like me, you probably have. And a lot of times people come into church and they see people worship. They see you and out see you worshiping you know, and everything else, and they scratch their head and everything else, but they don't know what you've been through. They don't know the battle, the physical battle, the mental battle, the emotional battle, the spiritual battle of where you've been at and been through. And it's not that we haven't been through similar things. It's just that we don't look like what we've been through Because we began to worship him for who he is. And that's the difference here. As he begins to restore to us. I mean, people been say, well, you know, well, you've got a really good life. You've had it good, you know, and everything else. I look at my life and, you know, six kids married and I'm in just 25 years and I get to do some amazing things. But man, I'm telling you, there's been some really hard times. But the difference is, is that when you put worship and you put that, put God in the right place, then a lot of times you'll come out not even looking like your trials they've changed you they've helped you uh, they have made you stronger but you don't and i am going to prove it to you in just a minute so i want to give you a scripture that gives you a, a absolute clear uh, example of that so because i worship my way to healing complete and whole in daniel in the old testament it tells a story and you know the story about the three hebrew children we, we know them as shadrach meshach and abednego but that was actually their babylonian names that was not actually their hebrew names that that was actually you know so it's almost a shame that that's only what what most of us know them by but um here these three hebrew children are and we know the story they get you know they would not bow down and worship and so uh, worship the king and so they got tossed into the fire and the fire was so hot um that Uh, You know, in the process of them going into the fire, all the guards were killed because of the heat from the fire. So they weren't even being tossed into the fire and they were dying, the the guards. So if I were the king, I would have been like, hey, you know, something's up here. I mean, this is so hot that, that every time my guards get close with these guys, the guards are dying. These guys aren't, but we're not even in the fire yet. But I think that's what pride will do to us is pride will prevent us from seeing the truth the 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 real reality of what's going on in front of us because pride will blind us a lot of times and boy i've had it happen to me and so now you would think they that the king that anybody around would have gotten the message but they carried it on and so listen to me you don't wait for the fire to worship that's the thing Is you worship him before who he is before the fire comes so that when the fire comes you've already got the party started I'm already there man I'm already partying I'm already doing this I'm worshiping before the fire comes because of who he is not because of what he does now the fire isn't meant to destroy you it's not meant to destroy me but it's actually made to make you even stronger and to bring attention and glory to the one you worship and that's huge. So it says in that story that they threw them into the fire, bound. But when they looked, you know the story, they they saw somebody else there, and it looked like the Son of God. Four men, and they were unbound in that fire, worshiping, dancing. You know, I don't know what that would have looked like, but I can tell you one thing: that if I had been tossed into the fire, thinking that I'm probably going to die, and I'm standing in the fire, and I'm not going anywhere. Man, I'm telling you what, I'm going to get my groove on. I'm telling you, I don't care who's watching me. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, MC Hammer can't touch this. I mean, I am on it. You know, you need to worship because the one you worship will unbind you in the midst of what the world has done to you and what is trying to kill you in your life. Worship anyway. Man, I'm telling you, you want restoration in your life, you want complete healing, complete wholeness. Worship is certainly the key to that. As we worship god for who he is and you know the king called them out of the fire in that story and he proclaimed that their god to be great oh well you reckon <laughs> i mean i mean i'm just wondering here as a matter of fact not one hair it says was touched and my favorite part of that whole story is it said they didn't even smell like smoke they didn't even smell like the fire imagine that their lives would never be the same after that, and anybody that witnessed that event would not be the same again, but it was, I mean, it was so life-changing, yet they did not smell like what was meant to kill them and destroy them, because they, I believe, these men worship before the fire ever came. Because if you look back in Daniel chapter One, one of the things that you'll see is that they purposed in their hearts not to defile themselves with the king's portion that he was giving them, and so they decided to stick to their faith to stick to uh what God had um had for them and you know so it's an amazing story, so they went through the fire, but they didn't look what they had uh, look like what they had been through because they worshipped in the fire, and when you worship in the fire, he restores you, and you don't look like. You know, some of us have have been through the fire and gone through the fire. But when God gets you through this and through, you know, our families, our lives, our marriages, our homes are not going to look like what we've been through. But you're going to tell that they have definitely been through something because they're stronger, they're greater, they're, they're restored but we're not gonna smell like what we've gone through so I've said it I'll say it until I'm blue in the face God has not called you to be the victim God has called you to be the overcomer God has not called you to walk around in this complete uh, perpetual state of feeling sorry for yourself God has created you to be an overcomer things are gonna happen you're gonna go through trials hell is gonna break loose in your life sometimes but God is good and God is faithful and if you trust him Man, he's going to restore you. So I want to encourage you today as this, as we kind of close out this, I want to just pray for you because, you know, it's interesting as, as we see these things, you know, that's why think about it. When the prodigal son started coming home, the father took off running and covered him. He said, I don't want you to look like what you've been through. I don't want other people to see what you've been through, although what you've been through is going to change your life. I don't necessarily want everybody to see you looking and smelling like the pig pen because God is all about restoring and making sure that the stink is gone because he gets the glory for it. It's not that you can't share that. It's just that we shouldn't remain in the stink, that we shouldn't smell like the fire when God has truly delivered us, you know. So uh, I'm telling you, man, I want to pray for you today. God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you've not called us to be the victims. You've called us to be the victors. God, it's not that it's not just cliche, not just saying it. God, everything in your word says that you've called us to be victorious. It's not that we're not going to have losses from time to time. It's not that we're not going to go through trials. The difference is that the one that's in me, in Jesus, is greater than any trial that I can ever go through, that I can ever walk through, greater than any fire that I can be in the midst of. He is greater. And with him, we're going to win. Thank you, God, today for the restoration in our lives. We love you and praise you, God, and continue to keep restoring the listener of this. God, help them, restore them, make them whole, and, um, and you receive the glory for it all, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. Thanks again for joining us for today's podcast. You can find out more about us at lhchampton.com. See you soon.